Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's that button for, Bob? Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 6.05 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you. Brendan and uh, Reed Wilkins will join me in the final half hour of the show. Uh, we're just going to negotiate contact momentarily with our Inside the Game analyst for Legacy Heating and Cooling, Rob Brown. The second hour of Oilers Now is uh, brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit World of Spas. Spas.com. Into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Jason from Sangudo. He's got a great sense of humor. Bob, you, you're going with Sheriff and Freddie Kersey and uh, Alias. Uh, we, we need some Luba right now. He's letting it go, but I will tell you a special shout-out to a guy we've talked about over the years in the past, guy I've known for almost 40 years now, uh, Bakes, Dan Baker. Well, I'm getting a call from a robocall as we speak. Uh, Anyhow, uh, Dan Baker, Bakes, turns 58 years of age today. Uh, A uh, (laughs) well-known local personality that used to run Club Malibu and was involved in Pub 1905 for years. So happy birthday, Bakes, as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. We welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We welcome back to the show. Rob Brown. Hello, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing very good, Bob. How are you? Good, yeah. you skated with Dan Baker before, haven't you, over the years? I don't know if I've skated with him. I've drank with him. I've been to his pubs a few times. So, uh, with better. him, I don't remember. I don't remember the skating, but I can certainly remember most pub nights. All right, there we go. Uh, you need to maybe explain to the listeners, without revealing too much, uh, where you're at right now and why they're super stoked in the uh, market you're in. <laughs> I am in Austin, Texas right now, where it's home of the Texas Longhorns that kicked the crap out of an Alabama team the other day, which just set this city off crazy. Oh, my God, Bob, I've never been to Austin before. I just walked through a, an assembly line at a barbecue place where you order, like, brisket or chicken or uh, sirloin or ribs by the pound, and then you go down and you pick all your cornbreads or your beans, your potato salads. It was incredible. Best food I've ever had. It was unbelievable. They know how to do it down here in Austin, Texas. Well, Joffrey uh, Lupul's uncle, uh, Dean Lupul, has lived in Austin for years, and everybody I know says it's a fantastic city in Texas, and I've never been there. Like, I've never been to Austin. I've been to Dallas, you know, 
20 or 30 times now, but I've never been uh, to Austin. So, and I now did you have to rub it in on Alabama? Because I, I told I told the guy, I told the guy at the petrol can. He's like, Bob, who should I take this week? Well, and I go, I'm not recommending you do this. I go, but the line in Alabama is seven. They're playing at home. Um, I think you should take Alabama. And as it turned out, Texas, you know, Alabama was just built differently, Rob, for years. They won six national titles in 15 years, 10 plus wins a year. They were always there. But that's one of the first times I saw them physically get pushed around on the offensive and defensive line. And people got to be excited. Steve Sarkeesian played in the CFL, he played it. Um, uh, Eileen Bell's favorite school, Brigham Young. That's where he was a quarterback at before he came to the CFL. Previously a head coach at USC, he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. And it looks like he's got Texas steered in the right direction right now. And there's no way to – I mean, you can you can hi- highlight this because you're, you're down there right now. It is all football all the time in that state, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I mean, last night we were at a, a, a pub watching the, the – NFL games, but uh, every there's Longhorn stuff all over the place down here. And we drove by the stadium today on our way to the golf course. Uh, this is a, I mean, I lived in the states for, um, well, I guess actually all of my professional career. Uh, football is is gold down here. It's on Friday night when I played in Pittsburgh. We had Mary Lemieux and Yara Miyagra on our team, but Friday night they led with high school football on the sports sportscast because football is king in the United States and in Austin, Texas. It is huge. There was a lot of happy people, and they're still celebrating the fact that they beat Alabama in Alabama. And because we're down here and we want to enjoy it with them, we became Longhorn fans as well. All right. Uh, Rob Brown joining us. Rob, we had Ken Holland on the show, uh, and I talked about, you know, areas of improvement for the Oilers come the deadline, and Ken said, Bob, you're 50 to 60 games ahead of things right now. Let's see that's run its course. But if you're looking at the Oilers from uh, 30,000 feet, where do you see Ken investing some uh, draft capital to improve the team, Rob? Well, I don't think there's much they need up front. I think their top six is set, and they got guys knocking on the door like a Holloway. They've got guys that they really trust. Uh, any Yanmark or, you know, players of that stature that they feel that it could be in their bottom six with, you know, uh, Hall or Fogel and McLeod. So I think if you look, they're going to watch their goaltending. They, they are hoping that Skinner can continue to improve and continue to be the goaltender they expect him to be, and they want Campbell to improve on what he did. They, they, they're not happy with the way Campbell played last year, and neither, neither is he. So I think they'll watch their goaltending, but I don't see a big move coming there because they got a lot of invested in those two goalies. And the other thing is defense. I, this is a big opportunity for Broberg, but this is not a, a, a team right now where you're going to try and see – Bring players in, see how they can do, see how they can fit in. This is a team trying to win a Stanley Cup. And if Roberg is capable of giving them the minutes they want, Roberg's that guy. But if they need a veteran guy as the season moves on, then they'll go and get that. But this Oilers team is built to win a Stanley Cup. And that's their expectation, to win a Stanley Cup. This is uh, not a team that's for next year or the year after. Here we need to get this guy some minutes because he's going to be a big part of our team down the road. This is a team that expects to win the Stanley Cup this year, so they're going to watch some of those players on the back end. So to me, defense is the one area that Holland will be watching yeah. throughout the season and come dra- or trade deadline day. That's where he'll be looking for a steal of a, a veteran defense and give them a little bit more experience on the back end. Uh, Ken Holland worked with Jim Nill for a number of years. You're down in Texas. A lot of people, i, I got to tell you, I personally think Edmonton's toughest challenge out of the West this year. 
is going to be either Dallas or Colorado. I think Dallas has got a better team now than they had before. They had that unbelievable 2017 draft where they ended up getting Hashkin in along with uh, Ottinger, uh, right? Uh, you know, it says it all in Robertson. So, I mean, just hit the home run at all three positions. And then Colorado's healthier and deeper than they were uh, a year ago. And, and nobody cares. And, and it, So that's what I'm going to ask you next. You're in Texas, you're playing for the Cowboys, you're a big deal. You're paying, playing for the Longhorns, you're a big deal. There's pressure in foot in those markets in football. Is it? Do you think it's easier to play, for any, as a former NHL player yourself, do you think it's easier to play in a place player in a place like Dallas or Colorado where the hockey team doesn't take all the oxygen out of the room like it does in Edmonton where the Oilers dominate things 24-7? We have you know show a two-hour show called Oilers now. All the other shows can't talk about the Oilers enough in terms of what they're, with all due respect to the other great sports out there, you know, it, it, we're in oil country, man. That's all there is to it, and hockey dominates. So let me ask you, is it easier to play in some of those other markets? Well, I mean, that's the simplest question you've ever asked me. Obviously, yes, it is. It's way easier. Uh, if, for example, in, in Anaheim's golden years, when if Corey Perry went 12 games without a goal, they might, on page 16 of the sports in a bottom corner, might say, hey, Perry has had a goal in 16 games. If Connor McDavid goes goalless in back-to-back games, there's nine articles about it, and we're talking it on the radio shows, and that starts our other broadcast, and that's what we're talking about on the call-in show afterwards. Way more pressure playing in a Canadian city. When a Canadian team is doing well, there's no better place to play in the world. When there is a little bit of stress on a Canadian team, the hardest thing in the world to do. You can't lift up a paper. You can't watch TV. You can't listen to the radio. Uh, it, it's hard. And one of the reasons Canadian teams struggle to win the Stanley Cup is the pressure they deal with. It, it, and I've played in American cities where if things don't go right, well, there's 19 other things that people are worried about. In, in Edmonton, the, the, the sky is falling. If the others are in first place, but they lose back-to-back games, or they didn't win by enough. I don't know how many phone calls that we've got on our show. Well, the Oilers, they beat Anaheim last night, but they only beat them 3-1. they got to beat that team 7-1. So, yeah, it is way easier playing in the States. Uh, and as a player, it's easier going to the rink without the stress that you have as going to the, a player in a Canadian city where if you've had an off game, the whole world knows about it. In the States, if you have an off game, the only people that know are you and your parents. Rob, can you relate to an entire team showing up for captain skates two and a half weeks before free agency start or before uh, training camp starts? No, I can't. I've never done that. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Um, That's why if I'm an Oiler fan, I'm pretty excited because it doesn't happen. I've been on many teams with great players, and all the great players they've had, not all of them were your hardest working players, and most times they're not. Uh, here in Edmonton, they are. You're two hardest-working players, and you can add Darnell Nurse. Your three leaders are your three hardest-working players. That's huge. And when you have uh, them coming in early, and the captain says, hey, we're going to come in early and we're going to start skating, it's not easy leaving your hometown, leaving your family, leaving your friends, uh, leaving whatever you have back home and saying, okay, i got to go. Well, camp doesn't start until September 14th or 15th. Yeah, but Connor wants to start. So yeah, no, I've never been on a team that done that has done that. I've never been on a team with a leadership group that has commanded that kind of presence. And that's why, as a, an Oilers fan and someone that works for the Oilers, I mean, I see bright things this year. If this team stays healthy, the leadership core of this team has one goal and one goal only, and that's to win a Stanley Cup 
And I tell you, they won't be satisfied with anything left. All right. Without, well, you can name the player. I mean, if we did, we won't do a broadcaster category for this. <laughs> but was there ever a guy you were shocked at how bad a condition he showed up in a training camp? Where you're just like, hold, and then the guy, but he could just step. I mean, there's some guys that got bodies like Greek gods, and maybe they don't play like it. And then there's other guys that maybe didn't look like they had bodies like Greek gods, but they could play. So I'm throwing a bit um, of a curveball your way. We'll see whether or not you knock it out of the park. Well, the the ones that came into shape, they probably shouldn't have. Got a guy named Mike Torchia was a goaltender, played I think in Kitchener. They sent him home from Dallas after day two. They did, he did his VO two. They're like, you know what? Probably not safe. You go on the ice. Uh, wow. Pat Regan was my goaltender in Pittsburgh. That I sat across the, the room from him, and I'm looking at him saying, I cannot believe that guy is a professional athlete. He would sit out in the hallway sometimes and smoke between periods of games he was playing goaltender in. Yeah, when he played the games, he was he was outstanding. So to me, Pat Regan was the guy that I was like, oh my God. Like, seriously, I don't have to get in shape to be a professional hockey player. Unfortunately, some guys are able to do it. I was not one. Who was ahead of their time in terms of the conditioning? Uh, actually, next to their coach, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was funny. Back when I played, guys would want to come in with a body fat of, I think it was 12%, they hoped you were at. He used to come at 4%. Like, he was absolutely ripped. And he would win all the things at the beginning of the, the, the training camp, the push-ups, the sit-ups. So, to me, he was one of the guys that was ahead of the curve. Uh, although, usually, the guy that came in first place in all of the off-season testing, he was usually the first group of guys cut because he, he was really good. In, those guys were really good in the gym, but they rarely were good on the ice. Rob, we'll let you get back to the barbecue in uh, Texas. Thank you very much for joining us here in Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. Take care. That is Rob Browner, Inside the Game Analyst. Rob's appearances on Tuesdays are brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payment, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Guests on Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Don and the staff at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. they got a new location on Calgary Trail South. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. 619 in Edmonton. We're going to get to some text. Brendan Escott's going to hop aboard. We're going to talk a bit about the Oilers uh, rookie camp lineup when we return on Oilers now. 622 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott, and Kellen Kennedy with you. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle either. You can call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin, Brent Ridge Ford. All right, uh, just before we go to Brendan Escott for a second, I want to get to a text from Brandon in Windsor. He says, Bob, if Carolina has a disappointing season, do you think Ken Holland would make a move for Pesci at the deadline? CC in a first. I love the show, and I'm still adjusting to the new time slot. That comes to us from Brandon in Windsor. Um, two challenges with the text. I don't see Carolina having a disappointing season. I do think Pesci's going to get traded. I don't know if the owners would be able to re-sign him. And I think if you're going to move to the number one, you got to get a player that's going to be here. As we bring aboard Brendan Escott, uh, who, of course, is a big part of Winners Now, he's going to host the show tomorrow as I'm on the uh, bird flying into uh, Kelowna, and then hopefully 
Uh, the highway gets fixed tomorrow night, so uh, we don't have to take the long way into Penticton. Otherwise, it's going to cost us an extra three hours. Uh, Brendan, what do you think? If you're the Oilers, do you trade a number one if you're not going to get the residual benefit for longer than a year? What do you do? Well, I mean, how long do you determine the window to be? Put it this way, it, it, one two-year term is better than it expiring at the end of this year because you don't have to look much further than the Toronto Maple Leafs to see an example Nick of... Nick Foligno, when what, they traded for Foligno. Exactly, and they, it's just like nothing to show for it, right? So uh, the extra year, because I believe that there's an extra year worth of this Stanley Cup window where they're... Maybe V team, not just A team. They got to get term. Yeah, if they're move, and I think maybe they move a combination of prospects and picks. I could see them moving another number one, and then the upcoming number one, and and doing a similar type of deal like they did for uh, Matthias Ekholm. All right, uh, the Oilers have their rookie uh, camp. The tournament's going to take place in Penticton this weekend. Um, all right, four players. I'm going to ask you four players that you're keeping an eye on uh, amongst the uh, Oilers Rossi for the rookie tournament in Penticton. Uh, yeah, I'll quickly rattle through, though. I mean, Jaden Grube is going to be an interesting one for me. Big right-shot centerman. I want to see how he plays against some players, uh, you know, that are expecting to take the next step themselves for someone that we want to see in Bakersfield this season. Matt Petrov is another one. Can, can you hang? You've had a lot of offensive production at the OHL level. What does that look like for you as a pro? This will be our first snapshot into that. Uh, personally, I need to know what Carter Savoy is going to look like and I think this is probably a very pivotal year for him. Uh, obviously my ties to the Sherwood Park Crusaders there so that would piques my interest for him. Can he get that scoring uh, touch up just another level? And how about Max Warner? Uh, everybody's in- intrigued by a, a right shot defense prospect and he's one that we expect to be again making the transition from Moose Jaw up to the pros. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on two defensemen, Max Warner uh, who uh, for team disciplinary reasons, was shut down last year in the back uh, quarter of the season, uh, then returned for the playoffs. But it's turned out to be a pretty good seventh-round pick for the Amazon Oilers, 212th overall in 2021. Eight goals and 30 points in 44 games. He's got some size, six foot three, 194 right shot. Bo Akey, a second-round draft pick by Edmonton, 56 overall in 2023. Uh, he's going to be running the power play this year for Barry. Um, and that's because he had it kind of taken away from him last year, and a player who's probably going to be playing for the LA Kings this year uh, ended up from the World Junior Team uh, sort of supplanting him on the power play. So he's going to be those two guys for me. I want to see where Aki's at, and I want to see, you know, how because to me, Warner's going to have to be a little bit of a leader on the back end. Brendan, you and me think alike on um, Carter Savoy. Now, you've seen Carter play more than me. I Carter's got to get some traction going here. Like I, I, there's there's an opportunity here. He's banged up, got hurt last year in the second rookie tournament game against the Calgary Flames rookies last year. Early in the game, got off to a slow. You look at Savoy now. Granted, Carter Savoy is 22. No, Philp is 24, turning 25. But Philp kicked the door in. Uh, by the end of the season last year in the American Hockey League. He was the team's first-line center as a right shot. Those guys basically stayed started in similar spots uh, when Savoy won the national championship with Denver in the NCAA. 
and Philip lost in the overtime in the national championship for Alberta in the uh, 2022 after the NCAA U sports season was over when they were down in Bakersfield. And by the end of last year, it wasn't close. Again, Philip was older. And unfortunately for the Oilers, Philip has retired due to personal reasons. And that has provided Jaden Grube with an opportunity. So for me, the obvious guy up front, though, is going to be Xavier Borgo. First-round draft choice. We need to know, like, he needs to dominate that tournament. He needs to be all over the score sheet for me in that tournament. So those are some of the players that are going to keep an eye on when we're in Penticton. Reed Wilkins is coming up at about 643, 644. We're going to actually get in a conversation about tough guys. Craig McTavish was on last night's show. He'll be up next with the orders now. Audio Vault after we go to a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn.